The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out maddow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060. patient calls your office, they know they need a few crowns, they have a little bit of a gag reflex and maybe trouble staying open for long periods of time. So are you going to welcome this patient with open arms into your practice when they call or maybe say all the wrong things so you lose those crowns instantly? We're going to find out on today's episode of the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. I'm your co-host, Dr. Richard Maddow. I'm really excited to be here. Um, Dr. Dave is still taking a little bit of a break, so we have a special guest co-host today, all the way from Palm Beach, Florida. It is Dr. Mitchell Josephs. How are you doing today, Mitch? Oh, I'm doing great. Great, and uh, I'm ready to fix some practices. Right oh, now. man, he's got his, his big dental practice fixing drill there. Don't show that to a patient. They might run away screaming. Yeah, I speak softly, but I carry a big drill. Good, good technique always. Now, just in case you're wondering, um, that is not a green screen with a fake background where Dr. Joseph is hanging with all his power tools. Um, he's an exotic car collector. And Mitchell, I know I know about enough about exotic cars to say you've got a red one, a yellow one, and a blue one. But in case anybody's watching this on video, and you might want to check it out on YouTube after hearing this, tell us real briefly what you got back there. Yeah, well, we have a, uh, the blue car is a 2014 Aston Martin Vanquish, but it was a special model that the factory made in England where they only made 16 for the world, and two are in the United States and one's in Canada. So this one behind me is actually one of two in the United States. The yellow car is a special version of the Dodge Charger. Uh, 2007, they made a factory of the Super Bs. So it's an SRT8 a Dodge Charger Super B edition. And the red car is a Ferrari. It's a 430 Spider. And I had to move some stuff out of the garage to put me in here with my computer. And that's in another part of my house. A lot of you know Dr. Jozos already. He's been a guest on the audio series numerous times. He's done some webinars with us, including a fantastic one just a couple of months ago. Um, he's spoken at TBSC. He was on the panel for our final and 25th anniversary. Uh, so he doesn't need much of an introduction for a lot of you, but he's got a, a really small kind of niche practice in Palm Beach, um, Florida, where he does a lot of large cases on a small amount of people, tiny team, a small footprint of a practice, but does incredibly well. Was, did that sum up the whole thing in about 10 seconds? Done. Done. Good night, everybody. I'll okay. see you. <laughs> Excellent. Good night, Cleveland. Right. Well, we've got some great calls today. And actually, um, we're going to field a question from a listener that, MJ, I, th I think you're going to love this question. I can't wait to hear your take on it. So it should be lots of fun. Um, before we get to that, just real quickly, a lot of people have asked us about contact-free office. What can we do to make the experience more contact-free for our patients in the uh, in the COVID era, as maybe we'll call this the COVID era. That's a horrible name. But um, one thing that I think I've talked about before is that our preferred credit card processing partner, Fat Merchant, has great options for contact-free charge card terminals. So you just kind of hold it up in front of the patient. They slip their charge card in. They pull it out. Nobody ever touches it. Kind of like restaurants have been doing in Europe for 20 years, but we're slow to catch on uh, to here in the U.S. Anyway, 
Check out Fat Merchant and you'll also save money every month because they don't charge an overage percentage. You just go to matto.com slash save and you can find out how to get Fat Merchant in your practice. It's seamless and you'll save money every single month. So MJ, real quickly, um, you know, I don't like to date these too much because I, I think they should be relevant even two years from our recording. But just to give a, a you know a little perspective, this is July 2020. We're all trying to bounce back from the COVID. How are things going in your practice? Well, not wood. Um, in Florida, when they closed up all elective procedures for physicians, surgeons, and dentists, that happened about March 20th. But the governor on March 20th, he already had an expiration date. The expiration date for the order to prohibit elective services was May 8th, and he actually moved it up to May 4th. Uh, unfortunately, he made that decision to move it up on a Sunday night, so nobody had any patience yet. <laughs> <laughs> and May 8th was a Friday. I don't work Fridays. So May 11th was our first day back. And I have to say, these last eight weeks, the busiest consecutive eight-week period in the 28 years that I've had this practice. Wow. Yeah. You know, something that a lot of people are saying as well, you know, people have kind of been busting at the seams or chomping in the bit or whatever to come in, um, either because they, you know, really want to have their teeth cleaned or they've been waiting on a procedure or whatever. And that's great now, but where we're really going to be hurting is um, – four and a half months from now because we haven't been getting our hygiene patients in on their regular six or four month rotation. Do you have any plans for taking care of that issue? Um, I don't think it's gonna be an issue. It seems like everyone is more understanding that they can't get in right away. Um, at first I thought this busyness is an artificial thing that's just created by closing down a business for two months, <clears throat> obviously you're going to be busy when all of a sudden you turn the sign around and it says open. <clears throat> but it seems to be going on. Um, a lot of people have more problems because they delayed dentistry. So um, I'm a glass is half full kind of guy. I, I think it's going to continue. I mean, for sure, for Florida, this is the busiest summer I've ever had in 28 years. Wow. When I moved here 20 years ago, no, sorry, 28 years ago, yeah, it was very seasonal. There was a lot of snowbirds. And in the last 10 years, you really don't even hear that term snowbird anymore. Florida has become an all-year-round kind of place. And uh, not good. I mean, th thank God. It's, it's, it's been busy, and it keeps going. Yeah, and, and just for those of you who don't know that term, a snowbird in Florida lingo is typically a, a Northeasterner who is lucky enough that they can maybe afford two homes or long vacations or whatever. So when it starts to snow in the winter in the Northeast, they flee down to Florida, ruining it for all the Floridians. You can't get a restaurant reservation. Traffic's horrible. All those things just, it's like two different worlds, but that's uh, not, not as drastic as it used to be, it sounds like. So MJ, you ready for a question from a listener? I am totally ready. Okay. Now this, they used a lot of fake names in here. I guess they were trying to hide their identity of both them and their team members. So we'll find out um, exactly why. So I'll read it. And uh, Mitchell, I can't wait to hear your take on this. Um, this is from a listener to the Dental Practice Fixers. Mitchell's, if you're watching the video, you see he's got his hammer and his, uh, what is that, a left-handed left monkey wrench you got let's, there? Let's fix, let's fix some practices, baby. to fix. Okay, well, this dentist called himself Sylvester Stallone. I doubt that's his real name, but here's what he said. Absolutely. Right. After, after 22 years, 
My hygienist Madonna retired. It took us a year to find Lady Gaga. I have a feeling those aren't the real names. A great <laughs> replacement who was absolutely wonderful and puts Madonna to shame. Although Lady Gaga from nine to five is 100% professional, her online after hours footprint is full of risque, salacious videos and pictures which include public drunkenness and R-rated behavior with her boyfriend. No nudity is displayed, well, thanks, but bathing suits are worn by both. Although some items are on apps that allow the videos to be seen by only friends and they disappear in a short time, nothing stops someone like me looking over their shoulder or the fellow staff members viewing these and recording them on their phones. I obviously now have this documented on my own phone. How do I handle this? Sylvester Stallone, DDS. Wow, what a great question. Should we be concerned about the social media behavior of our team members when it's their free time, they're off hours. Do we have any right to intrude in this? What do you think, MJ? Well, first of all, I need the phone number and the Instagram address of this uh, hygienist for <laughs> further research. I just to be no sure, just to be sure, this, you know what we're talking this about. This needs to be investigated. <laughs> I recommend a, a committee of one. I will volunteer to be that committee. <laughs> And we need to look into these. I need photos. I need videos. Whatever. Okay. Well, let's just, let's assume that you've done that, and it's exactly okay. as described. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's it's funny because if a dentist retired five or five or ten years ago, I bet you he wouldn't even have this issue. But look, this is an issue with the technology and social media today. You hire someone, you could do all the criminal background checks you want. But after they take the job and they're already in your office, who knows what's going on in their private life outside of the office? And you have, you have to be careful. I mean, look, there's employees that I've had over the years, they have a side hustle. They got another job that they do you know, when they're not working for me. You can't have any jurisdiction over what they do in their private life. However, we are a brand. Your office is a brand. It's a professional healthcare practice like the Cleveland Clinic or the Mayo Clinic. And if you have an employee that has salacious videos out there on Instagram or Facebook or, or a website open to the world, I think it's worth it at least a discussion with that employee, especially a hygienist. I mean, that, to me, I treat the hygienist like they're a doctor. They're, they're an associate in my practice. And I think it's at least worth a discussion to sit down with that hygienist, or, or if it's an, it could happen with a dental associate too. I think it's worth a conversation to say, look, you know, we have a certain respect in the community. We're a professional healthcare practice. And I think you may want to consider taking down some of these photos and some videos that you have on Instagram. I mean, am I wrong? Yeah, I, you know, I agree. And I've, I'm not an HR expert, but I, you know, certainly I know many dental HR experts. I'm going to find out, um, for maybe for the podcast next week, I'll ask if it's actually legal or recommended to have this in your employee manual. Uh, I was also going to add to that, if you're about to hire someone, obviously check out their social media stuff before you hire them. And I think if this is a problem, you can nip it in the bud. Um, and again, I'm not an HR, HR expert or lawyer, so I don't know the legalities of it. But I agree, MJ. I, it's, you are a brand. You're a health professional. It's not acceptable that somebody um, can go home at night and see 
one of your team members doing things that would be very offensive. But, you know, where do you draw the line? What if your team member um, is very extreme politically to the left or to the right, and they're constantly posting political things on Facebook that would offend many people? What do you, where do you draw the line here? Yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a personal experience that we had in our practice. I had a great dental assistant for 15 years, and she was always looking to try to find some way to make extra money. Uh, Amway, you know, these multi-level pyramid scheme marketing companies. Uh, you see those bumper stickers that say uh, Herbalife. Lose weight now. Ask me yeah. how. That, that's it. That's yep. exactly <laughs> right. I love that one. <laughs> totally. Well, my dental assistant, about 12 years into her 15-year career, she started a side business. And what it was, was she sold sex toys at oh. women's showers, wedding showers. Now, let me tell you something. It was a very interesting business. She would set up wedding showers for the, for the brides, and she would bring an assortment of sex toys. And I think it was called like party girls or something. Actually, not a bad idea for kind of a cool business. It, it was like a party planning business. You bring the samples and everyone winds up buying stuff and there's lots of laughs and yeah, stuff. Totally legitimate business. Totally, totally. Yes. But, you know, thankfully, it didn't go anywhere and she stopped it. But if, had ha if it had gone on, I guarantee she would have had a website with her face and her name on it. And there would have been Instagram and there would have been Facebook with it. And what bothered me the most was, guess where she was having her sex toys shipped to? <laughs> I'm guessing uh, your dental office on Coconut yeah. Row. Right, so I would be opening up a box of cotton rolls and, whoa! <laughs> whoa! <laughs> oh, man. So many so many places we could go with this story, but yeah. I think you're right. And again, it's an interesting example because it's a totally legitimate business. There's nothing wrong with having someone having a side hustle, as we say. This is completely legal, but it's maybe not something you want associated with your dental practice. Worth a conversation. You yeah. agree? I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, okay. Hey, MJ, we've yeah. got some great calls. And it's funny, when, uh, when we talked about you co-hosting, um, I asked you, do you have an idea for our calls of the week? And you suggested that, um, and again, and you're, you know, you're not a prostodontist, but I would just say that your, your practice is um, very prostodontic oriented. 100%. You do, yeah, you do a lot every, of large... Every minute, every yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah so... You certainly would get a call by someone that needs a long appointment, yeah. complex treatment, but yeah. we might say it's kind of a pain in the butt as a patient because they're gagging and they can't open. So yeah. um, anyway, that was your suggestion. Let's play a few calls and we'll take it from there. Maybe you'll have a great response to this. I have a feeling you will. So um, let's do it. Now, MJ, typically we grade these calls A through F, so we can do that as well. Um, let's play two real fast ones. And we'll get your take on it. Then we'll we'll do a third one that I think is a takes a little bit different turn. I hope you can hear this really well. I'm going to try to crank it up. Sometimes this is an issue, but I know our listeners will be able to hear it. So, okay, let's go with our first call. Hey, how can I help you? Hi, I have a question. I'm looking for a dentist, but um, I've got a little difficulty keeping my mouth open for long periods of time. It gets a little sore, and I've got a, a little bit of a gag reflex. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anything that you do there that would make me more comfortable? Uh, well, we don't use nitrous or any type of sedation. Um, I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but we do not use that. Um, when it comes 
to keep it, I mean, we have blocks to kind of help, but that's only if you're going to be with doctor. Um, so I'm not really quite sure how, what else, you know, we could kind of help you with. Okay. That sounds like maybe you can't then. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure how to help you with that part of it. Yeah, we don't have nitrous or anything like that, so I don't know how to keep you nice and comfy cozy. Yeah, what's nitrous? I'm, I'm not even familiar with that. Um, it, it's the, the gas that you would breathe in to calm you. Okay. All right, well, thank you so much for the information. Very helpful. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Okay, that was our first call. Now, MJ, we're going to ask you about that in a second, but let's – did you hear call one, Mitchell? Yeah. I, okay. I just, I just – yeah. Good. Let, let's comment on that before we play the next call. Um, I love how the first thing she said was, well, we don't have nitrous. Like, let's start with something really negative. Great idea. Yeah. Bad. You know, it reminds me, one of my jobs in New York City that I had before I moved to Florida, <clears throat> I worked with this guy, Dr. Sam Rudick, a, a legend in Manhattan dentistry, Sam Rudick. And his philosophy was say yes to everything. Anytime someone calls a dental office and asks a question, say yes. Do you do this? Do you do that? Yes. Do you do that? Yes. Yes. Someone says, do you have anything for gag, gag reflex? Yes. Right away, she said, she said, no, nothing really special. So th that's a big no-no. Second thing is, and you, you're going to find this. I don't know why people think that nitrous oxide is the solution to gagging reflexes. I wrote an article for our local newspaper in 2018, and I did a little research on this whole gagging thing. And a list of five things that you shouldn't do for gaggers. Num number four was nitrous oxide. Ah, interesting. Nitrous oxide, laughing gas, can interfere with the patient's medications and cause vomiting. Oh. And should not be used as a method of suppressing the gag reflex. And yet, several offices, I've experienced this, claim that that's the panacea for gagging. I don't think this call was handled well at all. I, I think that you could, first of all, if you're an office that uses digital impressions like I do, like we use iTero, you could talk about digital impressions which eliminate gagging because there's no goopy molds. You could talk about a comfort block, which is a soft rubber block that helps keep you open. You could talk about some topical anesthetics that could help numb the gag flex area technology that you have that makes the appointments in your office very short, short chair time. And my favorite solution to the gag reflex is this acupressure point. If you have the patient take their fingers and squeeze this V-shaped notch between the ring finger and the pinky knuckles while you're taking an impression or while you're working on them, it stops the gag reflex. I'm doing it right now. I'm not gagging. Yeah, just see, see, you took away the nausea. Yeah, so there's all these things to with the patient, but the most important thing is to get them to come in. How about offer the patient a complimentary just visit to the office to go through all the items we have that's great for gagging patients, and let's do a little test run on you. Let's have you come to the office. Let's try them in in your mouth. No charge for this. You want to get them into the office no matter what. So say yes to everything. Give them bullet points of what you have that benefits them and get them into the office just for an office tour and to demonstrate these anti-gagging devices that you have. Yeah, and you know, when it comes down to it, 
as bad as she was, the first thing she says, we don't do this, we don't do that. We can shove a block in your mouth. Uh, she said, we, we can't, I, I love when she said comfy cozy. That, that gave me a great vibe, but she didn't say we can make you comfy cozy. She said, I don't think we can make you comfy cozy. So, and then of course, the biggest problem of all, she never offered the patient an appointment. So I'm gonna have to give her an F. How about you? Total F, I think within the first 30 to 60 seconds, you should already be talking about coming in to the office to look at these high-tech devices we have. Let's try it out on you. Get her, get her thinking that she's coming in already to the office, then back it up with the bullet points. Yeah, and you know, I agree, Mitchell, that um, having the digital impression is great, but even if you don't have the digital impression, just say we've got some fantastic ways to make you comfortable. We see patients like you all the time, and we're always successful in doing this. Just make the patient feel good instead of saying what you don't. Okay, we've got a bunch of calls to get to. Let's play the next one right now. Hey, Darlene, I have a question for you. Um, I know I need a few crowns. You do crowns there, right? Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I have trouble staying open for long periods of time and I gag a little bit. Do you have anything that could help with that? Um, not really. No. Um, a bite block, but, um, or it's uh, something you bite on. So it just depends on where in the mouth that you... Um, usually for a crown prep, it takes about an hour to hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. Well, thank you so much so, for the information. Well, you're very welcome. Okay, bye. All righty. Bye. So, MJ, what do you think? She did a few things that were just, uh, I guess you would call them annoying. I don't know. What, what do you say? Well, first of all, the first word out of her mouth was not. I agree. Not really. I mean, usually there's a little bit of banter before saying the N-word, which is no. But she started off her sentence with not, not really. And then the next thing out of her mouth was bite block, which I don't think the general public is up on that term. Totally agree. And it sounds horrible. It sounds like you're going to be ramming a two-by-four in the patient's mouth. Yeah. Uh, and then... The worst thing I think she said that turned me off, because I'm a patient too. I mean, I have veneers. I've had an endo. I've had a crown. A crown prep is one to one and a half hours. I know. Where did that come from? Nobody ever asked that. Next. Next. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're, we don't really have anything to help you, so we're going to shove a two by four in your mouth and then have you open for an hour and a half. Would you like to come in? And then she didn't even say, she, then she just kind of said, okay, mm, bye. She described an even worse scenario than I was expecting. Agree. Coming into the office. Totally agree. Okay, we're going to give her an F. We got one more call. We're running a little short on time, so we're going to get to this call next. I'm going to play it. MJ, you can listen to this. It's the one labeled uh, call number four. Okay. Number four. Let's right. hit it. Press one to continue. This call will be recorded for quality assurance. Good. This is Donna. How can I help you? Hi. I, I've been told uh, by a former dentist that I need a, a few crowns. Do you do crowns in your office? Um, we don't do same-day crowns. We... Um, 
we prep the tooth and put in a temporary, and a couple of weeks later that um, porcelain comes back from the lab and then it gets cemented. So it's like a two-week process. Got it. But you do them? You, yeah, you do absolutely. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yep. And, and sometimes I have a little trouble staying opening for long periods of time and maybe gag a tiny bit. Is mm -hmm. there anything that would sure. make me more comfortable there? Um, you know, just we can give you some nitrous, you know, things like that to relax you and make you a little bit more comfortable. But, you know, they deal with, the doctors deal with people with um, strong gag ref reflexes all the time. So. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Okay, great. Absolutely. Bye. Yep, you bet. Have a good fourth. Mm -hmm. Oh, you Thanks. too. Thanks. Bye. Wow. What do you think? Okay, second word out of her pie hole was don't. Don't. <laughs> no. I never asked if they did same-day crowns. Chances are I don't even know that that option exists. Do you do crowns? Oh, well, we, we don't do same-day crowns. You know, when I first heard this, I thought, did she misunderstand you? You didn't call up and say, do you do same-day crowns, right? I know. You just said, do you, do you do no. crowns? So she starts talking about something technical. It's not that common yet that the general public knows what a same-day crown is. Too much clinical stuff. <laughs> right, she gives this whole explanation of the whole person. We don't do same-day crowns, but what we do is, you know, we make you wait two weeks and we do the prep, not, not that you know what that even is, um, and it's unbelievable. I love how she said the porcelain comes back from the lab in two weeks. I know. <laughs> I'm thinking actually of the garment industry. <laughs> Don't worry, the fabric will be in on Thursday. Right. The fabric is coming. Don't worry. Right. This big chunk of porcelain just arrives at your office two weeks later. Right. Oh man. And of course, uh, she didn't. She didn't set up an appointment. She basically. Right threw away thousands of dollars of the, the owner or doctor's income. She didn't run an appointment for someone to come in for consultation. And, and as we always say, she sounded really friendly. She was very kind. So, you know, people just kind of walking by, the doctor, other team, whatever, listen to her. Oh, she's so great. She's so nice to the patients. She was certainly nice, but she said all the wrong things. And she never got any contact information. No way to reach this patient. So lost and gone forever. Somebody that needed a few crowns. Boom, done. But she did tell me to have a good fourth, though. I like that. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> what, what grade do we have to give her? I hate to say it. Yeah. We have to give her an F. That's yeah. a total F. Yeah. And she, on top of that, again, with the nitrous oxide. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mitchell, it was fantastic to have you as a guest host on the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. Any closing words? Did you ever believe that um, that this level of ineptitude could be demonstrated by dental practices all over? I'm telling you, we don't screen these calls. We want someone to do it right. So I'll just say one thing, too. Um, there was another call that I made that unfortunately didn't make it to the show because I was asking about the gag reflex. And the person at the front desk, I think, was wise enough to say, you know, I'm not sure. Let me go get someone from the clinical team to go to see if they can answer this question for you. And she went in the back to fetch a dental assistant who might have had a great answer. Why didn't this call make it to the show? Because we want to demonstrate some things that are done well. Because she put me on hold for so long while she was trying to fetch this person, I just got frustrated and hung up. Yeah. 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 What do you have to say? Any closing words of wisdom for us? Some of these dental offices, they, they sound like a car dealership sometimes. You, you call up a car dealership, the receptionist answers the phone. And if you ask a question like, I have a 2018 Jeep Wrangler, how often should I get the oil change? Hold on one minute, let me transfer you to parts. So you're describing a situation
situation where the person at the front desk is handing off, oh, you know, let me speak to someone in the back. Let me transfer you to the dental assistant. Let me take a message and the doctor will get back to you. My personal feeling that would solve a lot of these doctors' problems is I feel the front desk person should be a dental assistant that no longer is dental assisting and has a job as a front desk person. When you start having receptionists that, were, that have never been a dental assistant, never been a clinical dental assistant, you're going you're gonna to hear calls like this. I, I think you've got to hire a former dental assistant that now is doing front desk work. That's a fantastic tip. I love that. They, someone like that would have been able to handle this question in an instant. Yeah. And also, the dental assistant is used to hearing her doctor that she's worked for explain things in layman's terms for years. So they pick Hopefully. up on that. They're good at it. Hopefully, they, they've been explaining things in layman's terms. <laughs> right. oh, yeah, that's true. Some doctors are terrible at that. Some of them yeah. have terrible bedside manners and can't explain their way out of a cardboard box. But the good ones are the ones that can make analogies and explain, explain things in simple layman's terms. And the dental assistants pick up on that, and they're the best front desk people you'll ever have. Wow. Great tip. Well, unfortunately, time has run out, Mitchell, but um, this has been a lot of fun. Again, we really appreciate you sharing your wisdom. You've got a unique practice, and um, many things come out of your practice that you share with dentists all over the country. So I really appreciate it. Um, again, thank you so much for being a listener to the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. Go give us a great rating online. Tell your friends all about it. Watch us on YouTube so you can see what Mitchell and his crazy car collection look like. Whatever you want to do, we're just glad to have you here with us. So um, I'm Dr. Richard Maddow. And again, our special co-host, Dr. Mitchell Josephs. MJ, thanks so much for being with us. Pleasure. All right. Talk to you soon, everybody out there in podcast land. Thanks. Thanks.